0: Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. And welcome to the Revitalise and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and this week I'm joined by the fabulous Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Hello. And we're going to be talking about press releases, um, probably a term you've come across before when you think about t- talking to journalists, but um, we're going to give you a bit of a step-by-step guide on writing a press release, issuing a press release and following up so that you get the best impact um, and you get the coverage you want to give you the profile that you want. Um, We will, as we say, give you a bit of a step by step. Um, We'll take you through, give you those tips and then you can go away and create your own amazing press release and start getting that out to the media. So we will start with our first step, which is writing the press release. So Jasmine, how how do people get started?
1: So first off, I think you need to ask yourself, is it newsworthy? I think that probably seems like an obvious question, but Mm. a lot of the time we've had, you know, some people come to us and they, it might be interesting to you, but it might not Mm -hmm. be interesting to other people. So um, is there anything new in your story? Um, Is there anything unusual or unexpected and um, a crucial one would it be of interest to
0: anybody outside of your business very crucial isn't it because essentially you're trying to reach the readers of the publication that you're going to so it needs Mm -hmm. to be of interest to them and actually how is it how is that news impacting them so it's it is such an important first step is is it Newsworthy, And as you say, that's part of our job as well as consultants is to speak to people and say, do you know what, it's not right now, but let's see if we can help you to make it n- newsworthy. Um, but it's an important first step before you start that press release. And it might be that the press release isn't for you and there's another route. It's more maybe blogs or something for your newsletter or something a bit different that is, that mm-hmm. isn't a press release, but um, we talk about all those other things in different episodes, so um, you'll have to listen to those to find out what to do with them. But yes, so first step, is it newsworthy? So we've decided, yes, Yes. it is. If
1: it is, (laughs) then... A press release can be written about anything. So um, you'll first need to determine what it is you'll be writing about. For example, is it a new product that you're launching? Is it a piece of research that you've commissioned? Um, Are you updating everyone on your financial figures? Um, So once you've determined that it's newsworthy, I'd say go away and figure out what it is that you want to
0: get out there. Mm -hmm. And what you want to achieve, isn't it? Because then that's kind of the um depends on the angle doesn't it and which journalist you'll you'll be going to so yeah important to have kind of your objectives off the back of that and what you want people to be taking away from your press release and then it's that kind of killer headline isn't it draw Mm -hmm. them in
1: yeah so journalists get hundreds and hundreds of emails every single day um so you really need to figure out a way to make yours stand out Um, and a great subject line is also very important as well so Mm -hmm. think about you know um, what would you picture the headline to be in the in the newspaper or something like that that's kind of a good way to start thinking about it
0: yeah a very good that's a good tip because it's like what what would you want that headline in the paper to be or publication and yeah have that as your as your headline of the press release it's a good way to think about it
1: on the um, flip side to that, though, I'd, I'd also say don't try to be too clever with your copy um, because journalists, they don't have loads of time. So they're going to make a very quick decision. So you need to be very clear and concise and kind of get to the point quite quickly um, because, you know, you probably only have maybe 10, 15 seconds of their time before mm-hmm. they decide to move on throughout their inbox or or wherever it is that they're looking at your, your mm-hmm. press release.
0: Yeah. And that's... Um, And that's where we kind of talk about, isn't it? And that's why the headline is really important. And you need to, as you say, get to the point quickly. We usually talk about, don't we, the the five Ws. So Mm -hmm. maybe you can elaborate on the five five Ws. I think we've talked about it before, but yeah, we'll talk about it again. So (laughs) the general structure of a press release,
1: I think if you're... If you're kind of, I don't know, if you're doing a PR degree at uni or you're learning how to write a press release, the basic structure is the five Ws, which are who, what, when, where and why. And this is also how journalists are taught to write a a news story. Um, So giving them all of that key information from the get-go will make their life Mm -hmm. a lot easier, essentially.
0: Yeah, you start losing people. And as you say, it's even a bit like in a... um, a news piece, when you open up a paper, you lose people the further down you go, mm-hmm. don't you? So people, you know, you've got everybody reading the headline. Some people will be like, meh, not for me, and move yeah. on. Then you've got a next proportion of people that will read the first line or two. You've got another group of people that will go, meh, and move on. And then mm-hmm. you've got, you know, so you you need to get everything you want to get across as much as possible within yeah. that first paragraph and then elaborate
1: yeah on it later
0: um
1: I suppose the first kind of opening line or first couple sentences should be the summary of the story um (laughs) and almost read it should read like a a news story or a news article that you would see in the in the paper or online
0: yeah and it is and and on that it's it's when we're thinking about the rest of the body when you're kind of elaborating so you've got your first um five w's and you've got them in that first paragraph um or two depend you know really does depend on how much information you've got to put in there but you start um adding to that and giving it a bit a bit more beef a bit more flavor and you'll have quotes from people but the key is also the length isn't it you don't want a great big press release that goes on for pages and pages
1: yeah so i think the kind of ideal length would be about an a4 side or maybe three to four hundred words um and then maybe a quote from a spokesperson as well Mm -hmm. um anything more than that um unless you have got a lot of information to share you
0: may be waffling Um, Mm -hmm. so it won't be adding anything to your story necessarily yeah you don't want to be padding you want, yeah, all the information in there needs to be actual vital information that the journalist needs that they can they can take away from them because that is essentially what a press release is: is giving them information for their story, isn't it? And mm-hmm. it's um, and they can always come to you for for more if they need it. So yeah. you don't want to give them reams and reams of information, just enough for them to to write that story that you're after. Um, and it is good to have a quote isn't it from from a spokesperson
1: yeah definitely um well, i th- I think quotes should be used to provide insight um, or opinion on on the topic that you're writing about rather mm-hmm. than providing further information
0: mm-hmm. and that's your opportunity isn't it where the rest of your press release is factual and information mm-hmm. then that quote as you say it gives um a bit of insight and a bit of personality for your business like depending on what kind of business you are you might you know you want might want to be a bit more informal in that quote um and that's really where you can do that where you can use slightly more flowery language if you like that you might you know you might not want to in the rest of in the rest of the press release um so it's a good opportunity to do that and you'll you know that quote could be um, it could be someone from your business, but it could also be, um, you know, an ambassador of some kind, um, mm-hmm. some a third party that you're working with, um, an expert on the particular subject that you're talking about. So um, it's good to have a mix, if possible, and that really helps to maximise your chances of getting of getting coverage.
1: One top tip I would say is. Um, to tailor your to tailor your idea or your release depending on who you're speaking to Mm. and to your publication because obviously each publication has a different audience so you need
0: to Mm -hmm. bear that in mind absolutely when um, for people listening I'm sure whatever industry you're in um, you will have trade publications and media that reach um, you know your to be customers, your suppliers, or um whatever that might be, p- potential stakeholders. Um, and then you've got your consumer publications, which will be much more about reaching um, those customers that will be purchasing your your brand, uh, your product or your service. Um, and they're going to be after very different things, aren't, aren't they? They mm-hmm. they need different kinds of information. And so those journalists on those publications are going to want different kinds of information so um, you're absolutely right jasmine we we always as a bit of best practice have we have a general release don't we press release and then we tailor it Mm -hmm. to different kinds of publications Um, and you just tweak it a little bit and make sure that they're getting all the information that they need um so once once you've done that, you've got your amazing content, you're on one page, you've got some great, insightful quotes, you've got all your five Ws, you've tweaked it, you've got some tailored press releases. Um, what's, what's the next step in terms of getting that to journalists?
1: Um, so in terms of issuing the press release, once everything has been approved and everyone's happy with it, I think you need to think about your timing are you linking it in with a national holiday or an awareness day there's an awareness day for everything these days <laughs> yeah, um, talk like a pirate day yeah national <laughs> donut day or whatever it might be um so you need to think about timing um also what is going on in the news agenda um, mm. for example when when covid hit that was all that was being discussed in the media so you probably wouldn't want to issue your press release at that time unless it was something that was linking to mm-hmm. that story um yeah. similarly with things like Brexit and, and mm-hmm. topics like that um they're big topics of conversation in the media and it can be quite difficult to kind of get stories mm.
0: out there to cut through it, isn't it? Yeah. although you although people you might think people want to hear about something that isn't that topic um generally it's just it's the news agenda and it's you know as as you say jasmine if you haven't got something your story isn't linking to it in some way you may find that it just it doesn't land and it can be worth waiting if you can if your news isn't time sensitive Mm -hmm. um it can be worth waiting until those moments have gone And equally, it's it's very pertinent to be aware of the news agenda in case your news is something that might be inappropriate for what's um, that what's happening in the news agenda. So if it was now I'm not going to be able to think of an example, but, (laughs) you know, when I don't know when COVID hit, if your press release was going to be um, about, I don't know the positives of hugging it's (laughs) it's it would perhaps uh seem a little bit insensitive if you started issuing that so you have to just be very aware that um you you need to make sure the timing is is just right um and then you need to have a look don't you know what your media list like who you're who you're targeting
1: yeah so that's um That's an important step. Get your media list ready ahead of time to ensure that you're not sending it to anybody um, irrelevant or anyone that isn't going to be interested in what you've got to say. Um, At the end of the day, you want to try and keep positive relationships with journalists and by sending them irrelevant
0: information Mm -hmm. isn't going to help you in doing that. Um, And it's worth, isn't it, doing a bit of... um... You may find out that there's a particular um, correspondent on um, a title, but have a look at what they've... They might be, you know, a fitness editor, but actually have a look at what they're interested in because it might be that you're you want to speak to them about a new leisure centre that you are opening and the great big Olympic-sized pool, but they might be terrified of water and hate swimming and not want to do it, even though they're a fitness editor, in Mm -hmm. which case your story isn't going to land very well with that particular journalist. So although it takes time, it is important to invest that time in looking at that list of media and what their interests are. And, of course, if they've written about something like this already – um so if you're trying to get them to write something very similar again they probably won't want to or on the flip side you won't be able to build on their story that they've already written about so um it's just very important to to research that and to do it ahead of time and then you're ready as as you say jasmine you're ready to go when your press release is good to go yeah you don't want to be um annoying journalists that you're trying to build relationships no
1: and there's (laughs) nothing worse than scrambling around for contacts when you need to go out with a press release um, (laughs) yeah doing it early getting your your list um
0: solidified is very useful yes yeah and then in terms of issuing yeah sort of the practicalities of that what kind of advice can you give there
1: i think we all have our preferred methods of issuing a press release um for me personally I prefer email distribution um but you know some PR agencies or some people might prefer picking up the phone and trying to get through to a journalist directly and talking to them and and getting a response on their story straight away um I think both have their
0: mm-hmm. pros
1: and cons
0: um and it can it can depend on the story can't it as well yeah. sometimes and depend what you're pitching.
1: Yeah. So I think if it's if it's a if it's a story that you're pitching to news desks and you're trying to get it in, you know, the next day's papers, then um by all means pick up the phone, pitch it to Mm -hmm. whoever's on the news desk and they'll generally nine times out of ten they'll ask you to email it over anyway, for them to take a look. Um but I suppose at least then you can gauge on the phone whether it is of interest Mm -hmm. or they might just say straight away no, like it's we don't cover that topic or we don't cover research or anything something like that um but for me I I would usually just email the um the press release out um and if I then depending on how time sensitive
0: it would be um kind of wait for a response for them don't you sometimes you know sometimes they'll come back um and say brilliant um Great. It's lovely when that happens when you get a very responsive journalist that is like, this is fantastic. I'm going to use it. Please send me, you know, often, please send me a little bit more information on that. But then you do have to be prepared, don't you? That, as you say, journalists have lots of emails. So the likelihood is, is you're going to have to do, you're going to have to follow up, um, mm-hmm. which is. Make you know giving them a ring or dropping them a, dropping them an email to kind of follow up on on the back of that if you haven't heard anything um because it could just be that they missed it yeah. um equally it can be that they're not interested and they just yeah. don't want to get back to you because they're busy yeah um so it is yeah it's important to to follow up i think i would definitely say there were a day back in the day um it phone used to be preferred when it was email was um you didn't rely on it quite so much um or it wasn't just wasn't used as much as we use it now and it this is back also in the time when we used to mail press releases I in the in the, in the post <laughs> um printing off stuffing envelopes sticking little sticker pictures on them franking the envelopes and sending them out and and so actually and those times um ringing ahead was quite was quite important to make sure that they knew there was an envelope that was landing on their desk mm. the following day um but yeah actually just from our experience now and um, because we keep in touch with obviously our journalists all the te- all the time on a daily basis um a lot of them will tell you um and there's actually research from sort of one of our trade bodies as well. Um, a lot of them will tell you they prefer email. They just want they just want that initial pitch over email and then if they're interested, having a bit of a follow-up conversation. Um and that tends to work Yeah. Work well. And I
1: think especially in the world that we're in now and we're all working from home. You know, we not everyone has has a work phone. Yeah. So, and for me personally, if somebody is talking to me on the phone, I would probably say to them, "Can you email me?" Because I like to refer back to it. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And so, to, and do you know what that has been a definite shift and a challenge, hasn't it? I think for um, communications professionals um, across the board is where big publishing houses have been working from home. Um, There isn't a switchboard for for you to go to anymore Mm. and say or, you know, a direct line Mm. to their desk for you to speak to them. You have to rely on email a little bit more. But um, actually, I think people are finding that that work can work quite well because they can filter and (laughs) filter out what they want, which does lead us on to, doesn't it, nicely, nice segue into making sure that you nail that email pitch. Yeah um, and it's the kind of thing that a journalist is gonna um gonna pick up. I know you've already mentioned um Jasmine the the subject line of your email being yeah. a good draw. Yeah. But the body of your email is important as well, isn't it?
1: It is. And um I think you need to make the journalist's life as easy as possible. Um if they can just copy and paste your your copy that's you know ideal. Yeah. Um, so, in your, I'd always suggest kind of doing you know an email pitch, introducing yourself, where you're getting in touch from, why you're getting in touch, and all that kind of stuff. And then you know, pasting your press release below where you mm-hmm. sign it off. Um, but in your kind of email pitch, you need to make it as e- easy to read as possible,
0: mm-hmm. um, and make it easy for the journalist to digest. Um, and they need to know what you're offering, don't, don't they, straight away. So saying, hi, I'm so-and-so, getting in contact from these guys. This is what the story is. This is what we can offer you. You know, there's a press release below, but we've also got um, interviews with our spokespeople, yeah. interviews with the case study, some images that you can download from this link. You know, you give them a nice package of everything they need, and, um, and then they can go off and, and write their story and... and um, I suppose off the back of that it's also worth saying that if you're going to issue a press release, make sure you're available when they come back with questions or want some more information um because they'll want they'll want it quite quickly to work on a story, so it's important that you can do you can do that um and in terms of so exclusives, yeah. Give us give us your thoughts on give us your thoughts on those. I think I
1: think they're great sometimes, and sometimes they work, and sometimes journalists will only be interested in a case study, for example, if it's mm-hmm. an exclusive and it hasn't been anywhere else. Um, but on the flip side, we've also I've also experienced times where. Um, journalists have asked if it's available for an exclusive you say no and then they cover it anyway (laughs) so (laughs) i think you know it can it can work well um Mm. and it's it's you know another kind of nugget to offer them Mm. um and another reason for them to cover your story if Mm. they're give if they're getting the exclusive and you
0: know they're getting the news out there first yeah um and often that can come down to um uh, our, our first point in terms of how newsworthy something is, there will be some news depending on the size of your company and what the news is and how well known you are as a, as a business as a brand. Um, you can imagine there are very big global brands out there that don't need to offer exclusives because they will get covered. You know mm-hmm. the the publication will cover them. Um, often exclusives can be useful if if you don't have that sort of leverage and if yeah and as you say if there's case studies that they want an exclusive story for um they can be really good and they can really maximize your chances of of getting that coverage um and equally you can't hang around forever can you if a journalist isn't going to commit
1: no i'd say 48 hours is probably enough time in mm-hmm. you know if you've if you've offered it to them and you followed up with them and things like that and they haven't responded i would you know assume that they're not it's mm-hmm. not for them and, and move on and find somebody else yeah
0: yeah and that's um you know abs- absolutely fine you know you can know but i think in terms of that does lead us on to to following up um and i suppose one of my points there was going to be don't don't be dis disheartened either if you for a journalist says to you, this isn't really a story for me it's not really hitting the right notes then just have quite an honest conversation with them about like what would interest them what would they need to make it a story for them and um, and you might find that there are different angles and different stories that you can tell together that or they might already be working on something that you can help with so don't be disheartened and do, yeah, do keep working with them and finding the story because it has to work for everyone. That's that's the point. It's a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they need news, you have news. <laughs> like, yeah. So you need to work together on that. But in terms of following up, what would what would you say is the best the best way to do it?
1: I tend to only follow up once give them depending on how time sensitive it is Um if it was if I was pitching to news desks and it was a story for the following day I'd pitch first thing
0: mm-hmm. like
1: eight half past eight in the morning and I'd then maybe follow up later in the day three four o'clock mm-hmm. um, but that is the only instance that I'd do it same day any other yeah. time I would wait a day or two and follow yeah. up on email on the same kind of yeah. chain as your press release and just drop them a note and say you know hi hope you're well um just wondered if you'd had a chance to review my mm-hmm. press release below please let me know if it's of interest blah blah blah, blah. um <laughs> uh, and i tend to find that you know quite a lot of the time i i get a better response rate from following up because people generally just miss your email or they're busy doing something else or it comes through when they're on a call or they're out at lunch or something like that and more often than not they'll come back and you know say i'm so sorry i missed your email yeah
0: um, and give you a response yeah and it's um and it's it's fair enough as we talked earlier about they have a lot of email journalists have a lot Mm. of emails that go into their inbox and this is um, a really important point in terms of um, it's good to get whichever industry you're in Um, I know we've talked a lot about news desks and sort of national news desks which can be quite different to um, very sort of targeted industry publications or um, consumer publications within your market but Building up these relationships with journalists is really important so that when your name pops up in their inbox, they know that they're going to get a good story um, and they know that they're going to get a good response from you and get the information that they need, which is why, where we talk about, is it newsworthy? Right at at the very beginning is um, if you send journalists too much information Unnewsworthy is unnewsworthy a word? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Un- not That's very newsworthy. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> it is if, now. Yeah, it is. I've just created it. Um if if they know that actually each time you send them a press release, it's gonna, you know, it's not really gonna hit the mark, they're gonna stop looking at your email. So it's it's really important to make sure from the very beginning that you've created the full package for them a nice newsworthy story that's got all the information they need and facts and figures and spokespeople and and high res images that they can publish um and then they know they get that from you and they'll be more likely to open your email and respond to you and take your call and have a chat to you about what's coming up so Mm -hmm. um that's although we're talking about press sort of writing and issuing press releases here it's it's really important that we emphasize how that building up those relationships with journalists um, because it just it just means you've got those great kind of media colleagues you can go to when you've got a story and they'll be very open to receive stuff from you um i think that's that's probably it isn't it in terms of following i suppose once we we mentioned earlier, you know, they'd be prepared that they might come back with more questions um, and be ready for that and be ready to help them as much as possible and give them information quickly. Particularly if it's a time sensitive story, they'll want something, you know, sometimes within the hour and you need to provide yeah, that. Don't issue a story and then... Go on annual leave. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Issue a, issue a story and then um, be off for two weeks. Um, yeah, always make sure they've got someone that they can talk to. Again, that really helps in terms of knowing that you're a reliable source of information for them. Um, and then work with them on that, work with them on the story. And when you see that story published, mm-hmm. um, drop them a note to say thank you. That can go a really, really long way just to say um, thank you so much for this piece of coverage. It's, you know, it's great. It's exactly what we're after. We're really pleased you liked it and that your readers are really love it. So um, that, again, comes down to building up those those relationships with the journalists. But a really quick thank you goes quite a long way. Um it does. So, so worth doing. Um, anything final from you, Jasmine? I think. I think we've covered most of it to be honest um (laughs) whistle stop tour um well we do have um we do have lots of resources on our website so if you head to adpr.co.uk um we've got our blog on there we do talk about press release writing on the blog um you can sign up to our newsletter as well we have lots of advice that we send out weekly um so lots of free resources you can tap into um equally if you have any questions about today's episode or anything else we're covering or you want to get in touch um, and want us to cover something in particular just let us know we'd love to hear from you um, if not we shall see you next time bye bye